And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch on the porch, where a lot of folks have already come up and asked their gardening questions uh, to Calvin and Jerry. We're in trouble, Milton. Why are we in trouble, Jerry? Milton called me earlier this morning and was wanting to know if I was uh, applicable to sitting on the porch. You're going to be okay? Yeah, but I was going to be okay until I got here and saw Calvin with his gloves. Oh, on. no, and he's the one that wanted to be out here. He's got his gloves the, on. The, well, he got he prepared himself. Well, he looks like an Eskimo. He's got the full parka on. You can barely see his face. It's a, it's a windbreaker. It's not a full parka. Right, let's go. That fur, think, it's got that fur line thing. That, yeah. Well, what, I, I think this is the first time he's worn his gloves this year. It may be. Maybe. Uh, but Milton, well, you know, the tone of his voice, you you know how he wants you to vote. Uh-huh. No, I just How wish. would you... How, what do you think if we go in the house? Uh, yeah, we're in the, inside the building. Now, I was just worried about y'all. It's not that cold. No, uh, it's I, not. Up here on the porch. I told you. Milton got his heater running. Yeah. yeah. Is that your heater? Yeah. In the house? And I got one behind you. Oh, okay. So we got heaters all over the place. <laughs> I thought we had been out on a colder day than this in this spell. I haven't seen you wear your gloves this year, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. I don't. I wore I wore them a lot when I'm out there walking those dogs in the morning. Oh yeah. But uh, anyway, I think we had a freeze. Oh, we did. Uh. Yeah, was that last Sunday or what was it? Monday or Sunday? I'm trying to remember when was the freeze. I think it was Monday night. Yeah, Yeah, that's Monday night. Down to twenty. I saw twenty eight. I saw twenty six. Wait a minute. People were posting that on Facebook. I don't. Yeah, I saw twenty-eight, but it was a long twenty-eight, solid twenty-eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, for uh, three hours, four hours, and uh, let's see. Of course, zinnias got hit. The tomatoes are done for. Did you cover your cyclamen? Nope. All right. So no, we, the cyclamen's okay. So we're going to see. Is the blooms are still okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, you had it on the porch next to the house, or where? Yeah, they're uh, they're along the. Okay. The front, like they've always yeah, been. Yeah. You know, there was well when I kind of expanded the area even further out, but uh, the, this bunch is uh, pretty much <laughs> sheltered. I was I was wondering if it froze. Uh, you know, if it froze the tomatoes, until. <laughs> Oh, Billy. Billy sent me this picture. Yeah, that of was his frozen sad. tomato plant. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I and, uh, the tomato, it, it shows a typical freeze at this time of the year on tomatoes because all the it got, it got a lot of fruit set in the top of the tomato plant, and of course, of course they're small fruit. I uh, say golf ball size, maybe. But uh, I guess he got the big fruit off. Hopefully. Yeah, I was uh, I, I was fairly content with uh, the crop this fall. Yeah. So you know, it would have been nice if we had two or three more weeks of, <laughs> to mature, but uh, it was a successful crop. We saw the red snapper uh, performed in, yeah. the, in the same league as Tycoon. Yeah, we didn't know what it would do in the fall. Yeah. So. But uh, it, it seemed to perform very well. Yeah, and that's of course, a good result. Tycoon did extremely well That's for right. people, usually. I believe Tycoon is a little bit later 
uh, maturing its fruit. And uh, well, you know, we've had reports that Red Snapper was a little late, but uh, I guess that was just a few gardeners. Yeah, but it's uh, well, it's just like the taste tests. Jerry. <laughs> yeah, you need a bigger sample, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the conditions are so different from place and, to place. And it froze down the. Uh, 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 firebush at the at the greenhouse over on Seal Road. Yeah, and also and also the uh, or the coral vine. Oh yeah, that, that's pretty tender, I think. Oh yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't it didn't mess your cat claw up, did it? It uh, got a few that are uh, most vulnerable, kind of the ones that were in the open. It, it did uh, take some out. Oh, it, did it? Yeah. And, Take them uh, to the ground, you mean? No, most, most I don't think I saw any that were took to the ground, but there were leaves that were Oh, frozen. okay. I thought maybe. And I don't know yet if the, the, the still still a uh, period of time to look and see if the stems were yeah. frozen, but I, I don't <laughs> think so. I think Don't worry, leaves. Calvin, it'll be back. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All I can do is wish, and that's it. That's strange. You part of your yard. You're wishing for this. No. Yeah, I cannot pick and choose which things I want. Then. But and, uh, but of course, Milton. Yeah. My beautiful, huge zinnia planting. Uh, oh. Is it over for the zinnias? Yeah, it's all one color. Brown. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way the fire bush is looking. And remember. Yeah. Even though it's frozen down, the firebush and things like that, you don't cut the stubble off. You don't cut the top off till uh, next spring, probably February. They used to recommend March. you roll over, you drive your truck over it. Uh, yeah, right, right, that? right. Well, to do that, uh, what he's talking about is uh, when the stems dry up a firebush uh, after about a month or so, they snap off. You don't have to cut them off with shears. All you got to do is stomp them, and they snap off right at the ground. Well, I've been in your truck when you drove over them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we tried to. We drove over them one time, and then that didn't work because the firebush uh, oh. would oh, get under the truck and yeah, and that darn it. that darn fence got in the way too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one time we f- tried a, a front end loader. Bobcat to drive over. That did pretty good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you would think that you would, uh, the blade. Would, uh, well, they lifted the blade. Yeah. All, so you didn't just break it off? No. Uh, all I wanted to do was uh, just drive over them, and they snap right off. Or either they lean over and uh, uh, snap off, and then you have to go through and... Uh, just break them off real easy, and of course, when you do that in the in the fall, I mean in the February, March, uh, they're much. If you have a spreader, it's just easy. I mean, they're like a dry stick, so it's easy to do that. But I'm not going to do that, Milton. Why? I don't know. Low the flying, flying birds. birds. Oh, I forgot you. Come on, man. You love those low flying no. birds. <laughs> I got to think it. I think Calvin made that up, didn't he? No, I that was an original. Uh-oh. No, I made up. I made. I had the recommendation, but you shortened it a bit. 
Uh-oh. Is it working, Trace? Can you get it? Uh-oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> You'll have to. There yeah, right. have to All right. I'm good. I'll just lean over. Jerry's going to help you. No, 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 no. Now I don't know if I can hear. You can't hear? Yeah, I can hear now. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Or come on by and visit with us at 1604 Old Verde Road. Lots of folks out here today. I'm watching Cyclamen move out. Um, people taking advantage. I saw myself and some others uh, buying, buying the blue bonnets. Yep. <laughs> Red, white, and blue. There's uh, uh, not much blue left. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got to hide them. You kind of find them, rather. They're yeah. kind of they're kind of in there. You just got to look. Yep. And there's a lot of whites left, and uh, about four flats of twenty plants each. Of uh, red left, uh, but what I would recommend on the whites uh, is that uh, people interplant pansies with them. Oh, that's a neat these, idea. These plants are big, and the pansies are killer. <laughs> the ones you got out here, just I walked in right by them, and uh, the ones with faces but greet me when I walk in. Can, can Hello, you, <laughs> Trace? Can you just? I imagine that that he is he is diluting diluting his yes, blue bonnet. He's hearing things. <laughs> That's the, why the pansies are talking to him. Yes, Jerry. the with little faces. Hi, how are you? Know, you? You know, Jerry, they've hospitalized people for less than yeah. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so that's that's a good way. We uh, we experimented around that uh, when we first came out with these colors. Is interplanting them. I think you did some of that. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> and a planet, so you'll have color during the winter. Now and uh, uh, then they'll bloom uh, in the spring in March. Yeah, and we had the question of whether there would be the blue bonnets would be uh, yeah grow fast enough. And, yeah, by the I mean it took pansies. like like three days once they started their growth. <laughs> Hey, we have pansies play out about that time too. We have Ann on the line. She's got a question about a tree root. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey there, Ann. You got three people here waiting to help you. What's going oh, on? Welcome to the thank show. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we we removed an eighty year old oak tree because it was dead. Okay, and then we did the okay. stump. We did the stump removal about a foot deep, and we want to know if we can plant another tree where that stump is. And we're my husband's concerned about. If there are roots still under there, if if we can do that. No. What is the? She wants to plant oh. a tree in the same spot. Uh, yeah. There, yeah. Should, there shouldn't be any issues other than if some of the roots were still alive, uh, they could try to sprout out, uh, as well as any acorns that had fallen from that tree over the years could start sprouting. Well, and of course we're taking it for granted that that's not. Oh, quilt. Yeah. Right. No, uh, it, it the, wasn't. It wasn't. The other thing you got to take into consideration is, you know, over the next five to ten years or, or longer, uh, the root system from the oak is going to keep rotting, which means your new tree might sink, uh, which is not a good thing in the long run. So I would I would make sure I planted the new tree uh, several inches above grade just in case that happens. Okay. And can you recommend that like the fastest growing tree like maybe a crepe myrtle or a monterey pine would those be good ones or well, fast and good don't go together okay. uh, the, the only tree that meets that in my mind is a mexican sycamore uh, but that's a tree you either love it or you yeah. hate it 
Well, and uh, white oak, Monterey oak does fine. Red oak, Texas red oak, too. Yeah. Is right, it close they, to the house? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I personally look at everything monetarily. What's going to give you the best return on your money when you're ready to sell? And a Monterey oak is, is the answer to that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And it's no problems with the roots that are already there, you said. You can. Uh, well, I mean, the problems think- I mentioned, there's still going to be problems. So there, Physical, could be, yeah. there could be some sprouting and there could be some sinking going on. But that's, about, that's it. But normally yeah. you can plant a tree where another one was. Yeah. As long as it's ground out enough, yes. Yeah, okay. But, but, well, keep, but keep in mind what Trace mentioned that you'll have. You have some unpredictable soil situation. It might sink a little bit, and uh, you might have some mushrooms come up. <laughs> but it's nothing that's you not can't bad. deal with, that's in not it, and it's not anything yeah. that's not temp- it's temporary. So don't be eating oh. those mushrooms. I knew no, you were no, going no, there. No, 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 no. I know. I know. <laughs> Thank you so much, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck. Yeah, thanks for calling. Okay. Yeah, and that happy happened, holidays. That happened to us. Uh, Laura uh, bought the home. And then um, there was a tree that had just been taken out, a big tree. And as the roots decay, they didn't take it. So it just, you can walk along the yard. And it's nice and firm, firm, firm. Wah! Yeah, I got, I got those little holes that you can fill it up with water. It feels like the water is going to go all the way to China. Yeah, it's, it, it's just amazing. But I still, <laughs> this has probably been 15 years ago that I cut down my ash tree. I still get sprouts from that ash tree from wow. parts of the root system in oh, different yeah. parts of the yard. Yeah. Well, I had just the, uh, about just the opposite experience. About four years ago, my neighbor cut a, cut a tree. Uh, it was uh, an oak, and it was only, you know, the diameter was only about uh, 12 inches or so. Mm-hmm. But, he, you know, and he did the fertilizer there to let it de- decompose and everything. And he was getting really impatient uh, and so he he was saying you know when is this ever going to happen and you know and he, so he gave it the big kick and of course the whole the whole root thing oh right no <laughs> he says gosh i hope i couldn't have done that three years ago and i would uh, i it'd, put it up with it all this foot. time it broke his foot three years ago yeah. yeah and then that is that is exactly right because you can go from I've seen this where you, you go from so solid that you think it's never going to decompose, right. and then a month later, the thing <laughs> just breaks takes those out. bacterias and funguses to get in there. Nature's way. Uh, get, and, get, and get, get, getting back to the uh, red and white blue bonnets. Yeah, Tracy's got them on sale. Yeah, he sure does. A buck off. Is that right? They're one eighty something like that. Uh, one eighty eight <laughs> for the two and a half inch. Is that or yeah? How big is four the, and a half? Four and a half. half. I'm sorry. Yeah, these were the ones that were two ninety nine. I know. Back, back when we had red, white, and blue. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we now know everybody wants blue, and not as many people want. Uh, yeah, apparently, you're missing more people out. want red, and then uh, not yeah. as many people want white. Yeah. You know what they could do, Milton? What? They, they could. Uh, uh, they want the the blue bonnets because it's uh, it's kind of neat to have them growing, Texas state tree uh, to plant, and uh, they could get some stocks, and enjoy yeah. that fragrance. Uh, I, I had a lady bought one of those ten inch stocks and then did the the white blue bonnets uh, oh, around right. it. That's gonna be pretty. <laughs> yeah, and then you get within 
I was kind of do, doing exploring, tr- trying to find the stock. So you do, you get within 30 feet. And <laughs> well, just fragrance. just so you know, we actually put them inside to protect the blooms. Uh, whatever night that was, it was yeah. freeze. And I opened up the door the next morning, and (laughs) it was almost overpowering. I I couldn't walk in right away. I had to wait for it to air out a little bit. But it wasn't uh, negative, was it? Was it that strong? It was just strong. That's cool. (laughs) I always always find stocks and uh, sweet peas as they can be strong, but I never find a a negative Smell like uh, paper whites for us. And we have stocks in the ten inch hanging. We we have uh, stocks in ten inch pots. Ten inch, ten inch pots, yeah. And I saw I see that you moved a few of your dianthus out, the large yes dianthus that we wanted people to try. Yep. And uh, they're on sale. Got, six, got them even cheaper. Sixty eight cents. Yep. A plant. Hmm. Four inch pot. Regularly a dollar twenty nine, Milton. That's almost. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sixty eight. Let's see. Uh-oh, a third or oh, third half. I can just hear this brain, brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> almost half price. You can hear the gears grinding. <laughs> but anyway, that's okay. Don't guess. There's nothing more exciting than radio than math. <laughs> but uh, those are still uh, pre- pre- interesting. Uh, for you cyclamen lovers, I did get a hold of red cyclamen this oh, week. Oh, good. And I did get a hold of some white cyclamen for next week. What? But not much any other colors. Okay. But generally after Thanksgiving, red and white oh, are the ones that are best. Yeah. Is that all you could get was red and white cyclamen? <laughs> That's all I could get. <laughs> yeah. That's also, uh, you've got white right now, right? I, I do, but i got more color. I can see quite a few. And they're on sale. Four and a half inch pot, regularly five ninety nine. It's almost. <laughs> sale price, five for $25. Yeah. That's about $5 a piece. We also need, we need a report on the about, Christmas exactly. tree situation. Well, Looks I, like. I counted this morning. Give or take five trees, and we had uh, 275 left. All okay, right. that's plenty. So theoretically speaking, if we do the kind of business we're supposed we should be doing, um, it's going to be slim pickings next week. Mm. Right now, we're still in good shape. Yeah, I saw some people loading. Well, I saw three, three or four cars. Uh, people that come in trucks, and then we're loading them up. The Christmas trees. Loading them up. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen since Trace got up. I've seen two already find a home. <laughs> So, and and we saw even saw some of the live Christmas trees too. Yeah, were taken. Oh yeah, the Aleppo. Yeah, do you see sold, that? Milk? Sold uh, some of the living wreaths this morning. Yeah. Well, tell us about that. Yeah. Because it looks like that's an elaborate process to keep those things in good shape. I mean, so well, we we work with them. We keep them rotated, and we moisten them. Conservatively speaking, probably eight to ten times a day. Good lord. <laughs> And so when you when you put them in the the vehicle, there's some of them are pretty big. Uh, so do you just do you have to wrap them or anything so that the the deal with the water or how? Is I that? don't have anything to wrap with. <laughs> I got plastic to put down so the water doesn't get on their car. Uh-huh. Well, they don't lose needles or anything. Oh no! Are you talking about the fresh cedar garland? Uh, I, well, I was talking about wreaths and garlands. So. Yeah, I was just okay. one. I was just wondering if you had a. A Volkswagen Beetle, and you put one of those babies in there that was... Well, you'd have to strap that big one down on top of your car, because there's some 36 and 48s out there, I think. 
Yeah, well, if, you it got does. A, if you got a big house or double doors, and you don't use use that as your entrance or, and exit. Well, they really look good as on those uh, on the front of banisters yeah. on the fences. Oh there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six foot fence with one of those. What are that? Ten feet for twenty dollars. Are they ten feet long? Well, they're seventy-five feet long. Holy smokes! But you can buy one foot, or you can buy ten foot, or you, you can cut buy them off. That deal. We'll cut it wherever they want it. Who 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 does that? I mean, mm-hmm. is it done when y'all get the plant? Well, it's seventy-five foot long, and we cut it to whatever specs they need. Okay, so they send it to you folded up or something? No, it's in a roll. Okay, in a roll, yeah. It's in a roll, and we just unwind it. We actually have markings on the table, so. We don't have to have a yardstick out there because that would sure get lost. That's neat. Um, so we just stretch it out on the table. We get to the right figure and snip. Now, don't you think it would help to spray that with a cloud cover or something it, like it that? It would, but I don't know if you even know this. Cloud cover, they don't make it anymore. What? So I do have some, but it's in the big concentrates. And, and do it, they make anything... Black cloud cover? Uh, not that I've found so far. Uh, wilt stop maybe, but I, yeah. I haven't been able to get that either. But the key, the key is anti-transparent. They might be able to find it at like a, a craft store might have. Life something. is yeah. like that, Jerry. Huh? Life is like that. I was just thinking. I was, uh, <laughs> well, every, everything I used to remember but, is no longer available. But it, it's, it's <laughs> not quite, still around, uh, yeah. Jerry. It's go. not quite that bad because how long ago was it when we told everybody that uh, there was no seven available anymore? <laughs> and there's still seven <laughs> everywhere. Well, you know, oh, you know they're cha- they changed the chemical in most of it. So just because it's called seven doesn't mean it's the same thing. Oh, although, no. Although the, the, the dust is still carbaryl, and I think I have one size of a ready-to-use that might be carbaryl. Everything else is uh, changed by fentrin. Okay. What is that? Contact uh, kill. You hit him, you kill him. You don't hit him, you don't kill him. Okay. But instead of listing like the eighty, the uh, the eighty different bugs or a hundred different bugs that Carberl did, this one lists five hundred. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I miss the good old DDT days. <laughs> okay. And the chlorodyne and uh, diazonide. I still have acephate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In liquid you. and in powder. There you go. Hey, we got to take a break. While we do, you give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That's two one zero. 308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Trace is up on the porch with us. And if he doesn't get busy helping somebody, he'll stay. And uh, we'll come Meanwhile, back with this on 930 AM Dancer. Back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, when you come by Millburgers, don't forget to stop by the Angel Tree. Millburgers uh, oh, okay. uh, is a uh, uh, housing place, if you will. Millburgers has the Salvation Army Angels Tree here, and. Um, they want to have all the gifts dropped off by December 7th, which is Monday. So uh, and you drop off unwrapped gifts by December 7th here at the nursery. So come and pick an angel. Uh, and they have silver angels, too. So there are seniors at the Salvation Army 
uh, takes care of as well. And uh, they have bigger uh, bigger needs and need bigger items. But uh, uh, it, uh, the, the impact is, is just the same because these items can uh, highly improve the quality of life for these seniors. So come on by Mill Burgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road and check it out. I meant to ask Trace, our number 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I'm going to open it up to our listeners, and uh, we'll ask Trace, too. But uh, we had someone who came up and was asking Calvin a question, and uh, he wanted to know. Uh, he said, I'm seeing more ball moss this year than I've ever noticed before. Uh-huh. I knew it. Uh, well, what does that mean? The weather. What? Makes that <clears throat> make makes that ball moss roll. Oh, Jerry's just <laughs> Oh okay. <laughs> I didn't I didn't hear the conversation in time for me to get in. Oh yeah, I know. I'm sure recruit a ball moss. I saw as soon as you sat down, yeah. Calvin started talking a little bit faster. So that ball moss is gonna be able to Save yourself. All right. <laughs> All right, so um, so if you're seeing more ball moss this year, call us two one zero. Oh, don't encourage them. Why? Oh, that's true. Don't call us. Just, just. Uh, I was kind of hoping you would uh, encourage people to call and let us know what the what the freeze did. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay. Yeah, you it know, do we, the hell do we have out of everything? Yeah. Do we have any tomatoes left? <laughs> Yeah, so right. call us and tell us that. In fact, James can probably share us some stuff with us at 210-308-8867. Hey there, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Uh, how y'all doing? We're doing okay. We're hanging in there. How you? How's your asparagus? What's happening? <laughs> asparagus is well, okay. It, uh... Got down to 27, I think, the other night, a morning, and uh, looking at asparagus this morning, and it's just as green and growing and having a good time. Uh, when do you think we ought to mow that down to get ready for uh, next spring? How old is it? I don't know. How tall Five, is it? Five, six years, maybe. I don't okay. remember. I'm, I'm getting what old. I can't four, remember. Four, Five or six feet tall, bronze. Well, every bit of five foot. Okay, good. Uh, generally, we recommend. Well, we used to recommend the original recommendation was cut it down at Thanksgiving, and then we had people cut down half more, cut down half of the uh, bed in uh, in July and August. So they could get some sprouts in the uh, fall, uh, and not harvest all of them in the spring. And so uh, then lately we've having uh, been having some mild winters, which doesn't freeze the asparagus off, the tops off the ferns, and uh, so uh, I've seen them go through Christmas with the ferns still alive. So I th- I think if you if you have still got them alive at Christmas, I would cut them to the ground, because see those stupid things will be sprouting in February. Well, sometimes earlier than that. That's why I'm, I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you can cut them down any time. That that is one of the reasons uh, this is not a large asparagus. Uh, produce an area mainly because of the labor and because it doesn't get cold enough to kill the tops off. Yeah, okay. So, well, we'll, we'll do is say, 
I got an 80 foot row, and uh, it's uh, it's out there looking real good. It's mulched with uh, forget what kind of straw I got. Okay, good. How do you and, uh, 80 foot? How, how do you cut it? String more or, or? Well, I used to use a string, but now I've got a, a BCS with a frail mower on it. A what? Uh, a BCS uh, tiller. 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 Oh, okay. With a frail I'd, mower. That, that's yeah, pretty high you, tech. <laughs> if you got if you got that much asparagus, it, I'll tell you this now: it will not hurt to cut it down right now. Oh, okay. You're not gonna kill that asparagus. No, it's it's standing proud, man. It's it's uh, it's pretty <laughs> tough. Yeah, we we wish it would uh, we wish it would uh, go dormant naturally, but uh, we have to kind of make it go dormant here in uh, South Texas. Let me tell you about that straw mulch, man. I can count on my right hand how many weeds it grew up through that. Uh, if when you get finished harvesting in the spring, if you'll put about a oh, about a ten twelve inches of straw down. You won't have anything coming up but asparagus ferns. That's and good. No wheat at all. And, Where uh, do you get the straw? Well, uh, there's a farmer out here that uh, <laughs> that that they they sell that straw to guys like you that have those uh, Halloween things. Oh yeah, yeah, bales. And, and then the farmer comes back and repossesses it, and then he sells it to me. <laughs> Okay, well that's that's a good deal. But oat but, straw, uh, yeah, mulch, straw. any mulch, any mulch should uh, should satisfy that. Yeah, the, the what'll happen, Jerry, is the asparagus will come right through it, no problem. But right. the weeds just haven't got a chance. And yeah, most most asparagus beds I've seen these gardeners are growing uh, are usually the biggest dead gum weed patches you ever seen. So that might be some good advice. Yeah, uh, that's, that's true. It's a pain, do, yeah. a pain in the butt. Do you you don't have any Bermuda grass around there getting in? Oh hell no, we don't have any. No, 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 no. That Bermuda grass. <laughs> if you okay. see Bermuda hey. grass, you you don't do anything but go get the digging fork and dig it up, man. Don't there think you go. you're going to get it later. <laughs> All right, thanks, James. Thanks. Don't All do right. there. Ron is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey there, Ron. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How's it going today? Yes, sir. Good morning to you. I was wondering about, um, I love fried green tomatoes, so uh, they're not easy to come by. So how soon in the spring, I guess we could come by Millburgers and pick up some tomato starts, but can you grow them effectively for harvest in a one-and-a-half-gallon or maybe a one-gallon Excuse me, a one-gallon pot, and you know, and tomatoes. To, yeah, I didn't understand good, that good spiel. Uh, say again, what's your question? Yeah, one more time. A, yeah, can you grow a tomato effectively in a half-gallon pot? You know, grow it to harvest. You know, from a start. You know, not in the ground, but in a pot. So you, half you know, a you gallon. Yeah, you, know, you, you know what? May, or maybe a gallon. Okay. I, yeah. I I would the problem first thing I see is they're top heavy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so if you got any kind of uh fruit on there, but I don't wouldn't even take any fruit, it's just the foliage. Be, 
I would get no smaller than a five-gallon container. Yeah, and Jerry and I debate that with folks. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, okay. it'll fall over, too. Yeah, any wind or anything is... Uh, I uh, I always like 10, 10 gallon plus. Yeah, that would be better. Oh, nothing less than a five gallon, then, huh? Yeah, I don't I don't th- I don't think you'd. The problem and is then, that you got to use potting mix in there, and in okay, uh, a gallon, once that plant gets what three feet tall, it's going to be needed to water two or three times a day during the heat. Mm-hmm. I I use this uh, the. The plastic uh, containers, uh, half whiskey barrel size that we have here at Millburgers. Yeah. And boy, I, I was yeah, real happy with they're that. Good. Yeah. Because that, you didn't, you had some time if you uh, didn't get a chance to water. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't have to water every day. and uh, No mm-hmm. weeds and That's no right. nematodes. The weeds are not that. a problem. Okay. The bigger, the, well. bigger, the, the easier, uh, other than... But I was saying other other than uh, the cold protection, but if you got a big enough uh, container and uh, you start early enough in the recommended time, then that that large container helps you get that okay. crop done fast. Are you growing? Have you got a backyard, or are you growing in a? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a small front yard and backyard, but there's no garden space available unless you know I start digging up some you know turning out some grass. But so I was ready to put some pots um, in the backyard. Have you got sunlight? Back, have you got plenty of sun back there? Yes, sir. Plenty of sun. Okay. Good. Absolutely. And if yeah, I, did I, w- grow, I would go with a larger container and okay. just plant uh, 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 maybe if you just want one tomato. And one pepper, or two peppers, <laughs> but uh, and uh, that that should take care of you. You might okay. want to do a cherry tomato, uh, the nine sixty eight and uh, Ruby Crush. Ruby Crush. Yeah, those two are uh, nine sixty eight. Supposed to be a semi dwarf uh, tomato uh-huh. plant. Mm-hmm. Okay, and of course they'll know all about that at Millburger because it's all you know. Right. To me. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they produce a okay. lot of fruit too. Wow. Perfect. All right, gentlemen, you've helped me out. And, uh, hope to see All you right. soon. All right. You. Good luck. Thanks for Thank calling. You. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. We're going to take a break. While we do, why don't you give us a call? 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 a.m. The Answer. Burgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, I'm Milton Glick, and we're broadcasting live from Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I encourage you to come by and see us. And right now I'm going to tell you about a cool idea because a lot of you may be experiencing this right now. Okay. You know we talk about BSG, and we talk about how they make your uh, home more secure, they make your home more convenient, they make your life more pleasurable. Well, 
Go to bsgtexas.com and see all the things they have going on right now, including a home theater uh, that they can help you set up for Christmas so you can give your whole family a gift. But I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to talk about this because I'm guessing that some of you out there are experiencing this, and BSG has a solution for you. And that is that your thermostat is set for one temperature in a big old open room that gets nice and nice and cool and all that. So your bedroom may, however, or maybe it's you have one your thermostat is downstairs and the bedrooms are upstairs. The bedrooms, because that thermostat keeps working, are incredibly hot and you're like cooking in there all right bsg has some great things to help you solve that problem including smart thermostats that will take the aggregate of those rooms and help you get that one temperature that you want so if you want the temperature to be 70 in the house they'll help you by doing the different rooms and uh, finding that and the thermostat will act on the different uh, sensors in each room to get that degree, temp, that 70 degree temperature. So, if you have that situation where the upstairs is boiling hot, or in summer never gets cool, or that bedroom of yours is is nice and hot because the thermostat keeps working because it's not shutting off because the room it's in is in a hall or in an open room, then give BSG Texas a call. BSG, rather, a call. Go to bsgtexas.com, bsgtexas.com to learn about all the things they do, or just call them. The number 210-877-1222, uh, They're going to make you so happy that you did. BSG Texas.com for BSG. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Yeah, I want to encourage everybody, uh, if they don't take the newspaper, to go out and get a copy of uh, today's uh, Express News, which has Calvin's wonderful article in there about uh, Christmas gifts for the gardener. And he still talks about that absolute number two squirrel-resistant oh. feeder with weight-sensitive perches and sunflower seed. Mm-hmm. The squirrels are denied access to the sunflower seed when they move onto the weight-sensitive perch. Well, how are we going to fatten our squirrels <laughs> if they can't get any sunflower seed? Yeah, Calvin. Calvin's not. Calvin wants well, to keep his squirrels thin. Uh, <laughs> you mean he's on the health program? Yeah, his, his squirrels are thin, and everybody's got a few squirrels that figure out a way to get. Yeah, them. oh yeah, they can be targeted. <laughs> Do, do what? Do you, that can be targeted? Is that what you're saying? Yes, poor choice of words. Uh, you have the, <laughs> your perspective. <laughs> but another nice thing about today's. Uh, paper. I knew Jerry would like this. <laughs> oh, no. It's got a, 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 a article on Happy Holidays with Amaryllis, written by Kathy Huber. Huber. She's, they list her as, she used to be the writer for the uh, Houston Chronicle, but now she's listed as a correspondent. Maybe you'll be a correspondent someday, Kelly. When I grow up, maybe. Uh, let's see. How, how, do, how do they list you? <laughs> oh, here it is. See yeah, at the end. Uh, yeah, they still got you uh, 
retired Texas A&M horticulturist, and even gives your uh, uh, email address. All right. And uh, that's a complete write-up on amaryllis. I think Trace heard the words amaryllis and came right up. <laughs> and the good news is they're on sale. What? And 40% off. There's still a few orange, too. Oh, good. Uh-oh. Well, that probably nobody won't buy those orange. No, I think that's, I think what he's saying is there are only a few left because everybody bought them. Oh. They were in such high demand. They were nine ninety nine. Yes, they were. That trace is pressing that ten dollars in <laughs> on sale for six eighty eight. Uh oh. So uh and they've got a good selection. And uh we've talked about them time and time again on, on this show. Well I, I used to uh, send my old mama some in uh, Tennessee. And like I said, she she enjoyed the bloom but she enjoyed the rapidity the rapid growth. Of the stalks, which can get, uh, you know, 18 to 20 inch tall. Yeah, there's some there's some uh, discussion of whether the these new um, these modern selections, exotic selections, what quite often from Israel. Yeah. If they're going to be successful in reblooming in our in our soils and our weather. Yeah. Um, I know Jerry. When they first came, we oh yeah, I think tough. I think we said that they, they probably we don't know, but they probably won't be as successful as the old ones would be. Did yeah. we change that opinion, or I've, it's just kind of like un- I said, uncertain. This was 20 years ago, and uh, of course my mother never would throw a fly, any flower away, and uh, so she planted them out on the. Uh, south side of, the, of our house there in Tennessee, and uh, they would come back every year. Those those did, yeah. Now, that, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, my brother was the same way. Yeah. Collected plants. <laughs> just would not throw anything away. He had to be treated, actually, for that. <laughs> Wait a Dr. minute. Doctor labeled him as a horticulturist. Oh, Kind of like Greg, homosexual. I, I, I have to wait till my wife's at work to throw away plants. Uh, <laughs> how do you explain it? No. Well, when it's dead Squirrel. for a while, I finally just she keeps watering the same pot, so I just finally just throw it away. Oh, okay. I hope she doesn't realize it. But they got some good pictures of them uh, in, in the in the paper today, and uh, got a great big picture on the front of the. That's a beautiful one. Page. Yeah. That's a weird. That must be a double. It's a double red. I yeah. don't know what the name is, but it's a double red. Yeah. But uh, there's something good to fool with. And I would, uh, unless these are shorter hybrids and don't have such a large stalk, uh, uh, you, you're going to have to <laughs> make sure when that stalk gets that high and the bloom is heavy on the top, that the plant doesn't fall over. You thought the tomatoes were hard. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know how mother, I think she put them in a, the smaller pot that they were in, she put in a larger container. Just set and, the pot inside the bigger pot. Yeah, and anchored it. Like Some, some people put marbles in there with it. Because you don't have to put any potting mix in there with it or anything. Thing like that, because all the energy and the buds and everything are in the in the bulb. 
Oh, the blooms and everything. It's like a camel. It stores everything it needs. Absolutely. To bloom and leaf out. And then, uh, and the the blooms, as I remember, last quite a while. Once the, once the, those and they're great big blooms, and they they happen in the winter, when there's nothing else blooming. So, uh, they're a real treat. They got some good pictures of it inside the paper and everything, and then they they. Uh, they uh, talk about what to do with the bulb after after the, it blooms, and uh, talk about uh, a really good write-up. Well, are they that. optimistic or are they uh, pessimistic? Well, this of... this was probably an old article yeah. written a while back, and uh, and they're, they're on sale, like I say. Also, what is on sale mm-hmm. is Christmas cactus. Twenty mm-hmm. percent off. Regularly six ninety nine. Twenty percent off. And uh, there's also an article about Christmas cactus by from Niels Perry. Uh, somebody wrote in about the uh, Christmas crack cactus did did it again. It flowered too early. What can I do to slow it down? Well, Neil, Neil normally says, just start calling it the Thanksgiving cactus. Yeah, that's what he wrote. <laughs> the most common Christmas cactus are in the genus Sombergia and should probably be called Thanksgiving cactus instead. They traditionally bloom in late November and early December. If that's what yours has done, it's right on schedule. Uh, and so, But the ones you've got in the greenhouse trays... Are blooming right now, right? They are. They uh, most of those came in. I guess it was Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday or Thursday. So we get two big batches. So if you want a if you want a pretty Christmas cactus, we sure got them right now. <laughs> and they're uh, let's see what you got: pink and red. Oh, I saw pink, red, salmon, white. Oh my goodness! I'm sure there was more in there too. I've purple. Seen, I've never seen a purple. white. That's pretty. But anyway, so they're on sale, too. I know that doesn't matter to most of you. But uh, anyway, the uh, and, of course, the, the cyclamen are available, too. Yeah. For To beautify your house. Hey, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Um, they're not on sale, but Trace always brings up the point that citrus... Uh, folks love citrus as a Christmas gift. Oh yeah! So um, and got a good supply. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I don't imagine that uh, that freeze that we had the other night even burnt the foliage. Oh yeah. good. I think that's probably wrong. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, we, we, Did you get your lemon? We covered them, guys. Yeah, oh. we. I covered, uh-huh. but I still got some burnt foliage yeah. on the lemon. Lemon and lime. And people yeah. love. Yeah, people love onions for Christmas. Yes, they do. <laughs> you got any? It's a stocking stuffer. Yeah, oh, oh that's a great man. idea. Onions. <laughs> that's gonna stink the whole house. <laughs> well, I don't smell so good, so it's not gonna be an issue. <laughs> we, we we have uh, uh, quite a few onions. Good. No, oh, that's great. And you got all uh, got the hot one for those nutcases that still want a pungent onion. And then we've got the sweet mild the mild ones. For those who have projected themselves into the future, 
uh, thanks to yeah. A&M and everybody developing the sweet Texas sweet onion. Starting with Grano, 502. What was the plant last week that you were talking about that was hard to kill and would take a lot of abuse and Milton uh, could even grow it? Oh, the, the, uh, the artichoke. Oh, that's right. That's right. Still got some of those, huh? Uh, I'm not even sure they showed up. I was so into the Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you had some last yeah, that's, week, that's didn't them. you? No, I didn't have any last week. Yeah, but they were going to come in this week. Oh, okay. okay. That, that looks like them out there, so it right. should be good. And you've got uh, plenty of broccoli, and you still got spinach, right? Uh, I saw both those, yes. Okay, okay. good. So uh, this would be a good time to plant uh, if you want to. Don't don't hold out hope on your tomatoes. If they're if they're marble size, I mean uh, golf ball size, and uh, froze the fruit froze. I don't know if the fruit froze or not, but uh, if they're all golf ball size, pull those vines up. Now, as you pull them up uh, or dig them up, look at the root system. Make sure there's no knots on the roots. Which is nematodes. What are you going to do if it's nematodes? Sounds uh, like a song. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> the, uh, you, about the only thing you can do, you could plant cereal rye or elven rye. I think that the elven is the original rye that... Uh, well, hang on to that thought. Are you? We've got to take a quick break and come back in a moment. Uh-oh, is it a hard break? No, it's not. But you're listening now, to 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. We're live on the porch here at Milberger's at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. And we encourage you to come on by and visit with us or just call us at 210-308-8867. 8867. I'm betting tomorrow's going to be uh, nice and busy here at the nursery. It's going to be a pretty day. Uh, tomorrow, tonight, mostly cloudy, uh, becoming clear with a low around 38. Calm winds. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 65. Wow. Yeah, so that'll be nice. I bet Calvin won't wear his gloves tomorrow. No, in fact, it gets higher. Monday, sunny, high near 69. All right. Tuesday, sunny, high near 72. All right. Wednesday, Going high up. near 73. Yeah, so it's going to be nice. Was there <laughs> any rain in there? There was a loose. Yeah, they were talking about rain this Today, morning. Yeah, yeah I got a drizzle on the way in, but not much happened. more than that. Yeah. Uh, 20% chance of showers on Thursday night. That's all I see. I'm sorry, Calvin. That's right. <laughs> I've let you down. That I was apologize. a great rain we had. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one point, let's see, about 1.7 or 1.9 inches. All that grass that was just sitting there just kind of greened up. I don't know if you all experienced it. Isn't that amazing how fast that Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Pretty much the race. herb. And, yeah. Is that, I haven't checked my horse herb. Is it back? <laughs> well, I, I took it, it for granted. It comes gran- up pretty I, fast. Yeah, I took it for granted it was because the deer were, like, were uh, browsing again mm-hmm. on the you know, kind of, kind of these rows. <laughs> well, part of that issue, I guess, is that, that the, the bucks are active. So if you want to dig out blocks of horse herb now 
and give to your neighbors so they can have that beautiful plant in their yard too. And maybe maybe we can have a tour over to uh, Evelyn's Evelyn's house. Oh, and dig up oh, some of horse herb. She would probably sponsor that too. Yeah. <laughs> Just she's keep probably, digging it up. Yeah, she's probably targeting a jury yeah. right now. Anyway, before Milton so rudely interrupted me. I apologize. We were talking to him. Hey, he lied to me about that was a hard No, break. no, I don't think it was. Barry said it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Barry. You got Barry on the control there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the uh, uh, if you see knots on the roots, the roots should be smooth and white. Okay. Uh, kind of tan, I guess. But uh, uh, if you see those knots on the roots, remember where that plant is in your garden. If you've got a bigger garden that you can work around that tomato plant or where that tomato plant was, or okra, or uh, mainly okra and tomato, but uh, don't rotor till through that area. And uh, keep it, you know, you spread. That's the only way nematodes get spread is about physical movement on the bottom of your shoes and uh, on the rototiller when you're rototiller. But uh, about the only thing you can do to control nematodes is uh, is plant cereal rye or elbin, like I said, elbin rye. Now, I think uh, they... That was the original Elbin Rye, the name of it, was uh, the one that uh, Malcolm uh, introduced us to and put on the market. Now, if you... Malcolm Beck. Uh, one thing that works real well that we emphasize is that uh, a lot of the varieties of tomatoes that we recommend are nematode resistant. So you can you can use Tycoon and... Uh, Valley Cat. And BHN 968. Cherry. And yeah. uh, Celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. So. Celebrity had some problems this fall. It did. It did. It had some. Pers- Let's see. What years was late ripening or what did yours do weird? Yeah. It, ha- it seemed like it was uh, having trouble. Uh, oh, it was cracking a bit. Yeah. And then the other one was Re- Red Deuce was the, the one I had the most problem Big fruit, but just kind of uh, irregular size and shape. Oh. But I, the sample wasn't huge. I only had one, one of each of those plants. Yeah, I hope they. I hope that uh, they haven't lost the seed. But uh, the, the other thing we mentioned this before that the red snapper uh, seemed to perform in that league where we wanted it up there with tycoon and. Uh, and some of our other plants. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what four to six weeks from now is, Milton? I'm thinking. <laughs> rodeo. Oh, wow. And you know what we do at the rodeo? We introduce the rodeo tomato. There you go. Okay. And you know how long it takes to grow a tomato at this time of the year and transplant? Six to eight weeks? Four to six weeks. Oh, okay. Four to six weeks. <laughs> and so that means what? They're probably seeding them now. Oh, okay. Or uh, will in the next week, probably next week. What is the uh, 
what is the decision concerning the uh, activities at the rodeo this year? Are they going to? I don't know. It's always but the it's good a, news. The good news is, <laughs> since we've got the nurserymen selling them now, uh, there will be a rodeo tomato this year. Whether it's sold at the rodeo or not, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, we will definitely have something new here at Millburgers. Uh, probably be available late February. In fact, it's been identified, I guess, huh? I think Dr. Larry Stein has identified. Hmm. But uh, uh, with all this uh, going on, I didn't get to go out and uh, look, look at them like I usually do the last year. The, well, this year in the spring. But uh, we'll we'll come up with something. Uh, a lot of uh, Dr. Stein and all uh, David Rodriguez and myself have always said we ought to make the uh, uh, that cherry tomato that we like uh, Ruby Crush. Ruby Crush, because see, it's never been a cherry tomato. Mm. I mean, a rodeo tomato. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, it performed very well. Oh yeah, year. it has. I don't think it's missed a season. That it didn't do extremely well, uh-huh. and it's sweet. Yeah, it's sweeter than 968. Yeah, they're, they're if you want uh, two good tasting and two different tasting tomatoes, those two are the ones to have. Those. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I told you I I planted them uh, down south in a greenhouse, and the. Uh, to see which one the people like is a restaurant diner, and uh, to see which one the people like the best. They said they liked the ones they were eating. They couldn't <laughs> make a distinction between really? those two. Yeah. Wow. They wouldn't get, tell me whether one was better than the other. Well, I think you know. I, I think thought they were going to try uh, a want a Ruby Crush since it's sweeter. Yeah. Well, you know, we've we've uh, pr- probably brought that on ourselves because we've quite often <laughs> poo-pooed this. Uh, t- this one tastes better than that one. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, those two, uh, they, they in, in my mind at least, they're definitely good tasting, and they're definitely you can identify which is which. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a neat. They're situation. both they're good and they're good in both cases. Yeah, yeah, in their own ways. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, Ruby Crush uh, probably does deserve so <laughs> the designation yeah. anyway. But everybody wants a large. Try the large tomatoes. So we'll have to see what plays out at the rodeo. But the. Uh, Anyway, uh, Calvin says in his order in this week in the garden that uh, time to time to add spinach transplants. And I asked Trace when he was up here. He says he has trans spinach and onion transplants. Uh, this kind of weather that Milton was describing for this next week, perfect for onions. Perfect. Oh, is that for right? Onions. Temperatures and uh, cool soil, and we've had that range, which should have moistened some of the soil. And uh, we've got uh, a good selection of uh, 
onion varieties that are specially grown for this area, especially chosen for this area by uh, Bruce Frazier uh, down at uh, Dixondale Farms in Carrizo Spring. And they uh, they take great pride in uh, choosing the varieties that uh, will give you success in a short day and intermediate day condition. And uh, in fact, I don't think they will sell if you look on their website, like for uh, uh, on uh, DixondaleFarms.com, you can see all the onion varieties they sell. And I don't think they will ship a long day onion uh, transplant into uh, into this area. And of course, you don't have to go get them to ship anything because they're they're all here all their yeah right all the varieties here in fact i can see the the whole row of the containers uh, over there what not nine different selections or seven are there jerry i don't know <laughs> but they've got the best yeah for the short days yellow you know. red and uh, white and uh, <laughs> Of course, the ten fourteen, the ones we and the purple one. Yeah, the, somebody called in. One, what was that last week? Uh, wanted that uh, big purple onion that uh, they used to buy, and put a, they were big as a hamburger that they could put a one slice on a hamburger. Yeah, the Whataburger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah, and I went and checked, and I, but I can't remember what the name was. It now. was a red. It had red in Burgund- the, yeah, burgundy. Yeah, some, burgundy. Some, something like yeah, yeah, that's what they used to sell it at. Yeah. Burgundy red. Uh, and I think this other, the one that we have over there that's got red in the name is a uh, hybrid of the the old burgundy red, they all used to call them all, uh, uh, you know, just just by the color, just by the color. And there's a complete write-up on uh, onions on plantanswers.com. Well, and we've mentioned this quite often too. There, the onions are interesting to grow and easy to grow. You can kind of you can put them in containers with oh, yeah. everything else we've talked about, or you can put them in the garden. And you can interplant them, yeah. you know, between plant them spinach. relatively close together and use the ones in the middle or as you thin them out for your green onions because you got to give them some space. These these onions, uh, these uh, short-day onions are ready for action. They, might, they like to make nice big bulbs. Oh, yeah. And if you fertilize them, that's the key there. you got to – they're fertilizing – they, they need the fertilizer to uh, reach their full potential. Yeah. So and uh, they, they're fun. They've got a complete write-up on uh, DixondaleFarms.com on growing their onions. They've got some great pictures of people that have grown those big onions. And... Uh, so uh, and we've got write-ups on plantanswers.com yeah, <laughs> about growing onions. So onions are fun to grow. Uh, I would encourage you to to avoid uh, bolting, uh, and that is <laughs> if you you get a bunch of onions. And there's almost sixty or more onion, little bit of onion plants in there. 
ranging from big ones to uh, in diameter uh, to very small ones. So I would separate those and plant the small ones in one, one end of your garden and plant the big ones in the other end of the garden. And uh, but the big ones are more likely to bolt. Bolt, yeah. So you start eating the big ones and uh, <laughs> and, and uh, hold out on the little ones. And if you're going to give your neighbor some, mm-hmm. give them the big ones. Oh, sure. <laughs> Keep, keep, keep those spindly little little <laughs> ones for the big. I'm just warning you. Word to the wise is sufficient, as my but it's old not, Latin teacher used to say. Well, what I found, I, the, the, one of the neat things about this current situation of the uh, the onion market is that that bolting is not as big a problem as it used to be. Yeah, I think I think. Uh, well, I know that uh, they've been working on that uh, to avoid that for a long time. The breeders of onion breeders have been working on it. And picking, picking the fact, just the fact that you got a short-day onion uh, is a means that there's less chance of yeah. kicking it into being bolted. Right. Some, some of them will, may do it, but uh, yeah. generally it's it not. depends on the winter. Yeah, it's not uh, a, a problem. If it's if it if we Peak? have warm weather or hot weather, Peak? followed by cold weather. Be careful now. There was a gardener out here today, <laughs> and I. It took me a while to figure out what he had. It was like a handful of. I mean a. Oh, Big handful. Yeah. Huh? I says, surely he's not. Those aren't all onions. <laughs> I, was, I was inclined to say, are you sure you need all those? Yeah. I said, no, I better not do that. Maybe. maybe. But, uh, he have, has a big garden, yeah. or he's going to share them with the neighbors. I'm, I, I was in the past a little inclined to, to get, a, get lot, a, lot, <laughs> a lot more than I needed. <laughs> yeah, well, those bunches don't look like they got that many onions in there. Yeah, at least... Yeah, every one of those uh, bunches is at least two rows, and that's two rows at two inches apart. So the, so it's best if they end up six inches apart at least. So yeah. You, so you got a lot of you got a lot of onions to deal with, even if you just get two bundles. <laughs> I, th- I think this. Uh, I, I think I have taken time to count. And uh, usually there's 50 to 60 little plants in there, ranging from little ones to big ones. There's been a lot of work done on onions, and I'm proud to say. Leonard and? that Yeah, Dr. Leonard Pike, who's passed away now. Gosh, he keeps saying the week. <laughs> Everybody he knows has passed away. Now. That's a little there's scary. There's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> but... Uh, 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 did a lot of work with it, and uh, Paul Leeper uh, did the original selection of uh, of ten fifteen Y with with Doctor Pike. Uh, he and again that complete write up on the history of onions uh, is on plantanswers dot com. Texas and 
right. other places. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867. We're going to get to get Eric in just a moment. But if you enjoy nature, nature is all around your home right now. And Wild Birds Unlimited can help you enjoy. I thought they were inside your home. Well, that's that's we're going to talk about that in just a minute <laughs> when we talk about Spider-Man pest control. But oh, this okay. is the nature you do want. Uh, like birds, and some people like squirrels. Uh, Wild Birds Unlimited, right there at Hebner and Northwest Military, is the place to go to either get your family that gift, to get yourself a gift, to get uh, somebody else uh, a gift of nature to bring to their yard. Kyle, Bill, the whole gang there at Wild Birds Unlimited can help you find the perfect gift for that person, and I mean that, because they're problem solvers. So they're going to ask you lots of good questions, kind of what do they like, what kind of yard do they have, what kind of you know, all the things, and then help you find the right uh, gift for them at Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner, and Northwest Military. Right now, with the weather getting colder, uh, suet, I think some of the higher protein, higher fat foods are desirable by the birds. And uh, what kind of birds are you getting, Calvin? Well, all the insect eaters, the, yeah. the wrens and the woodpeckers, uh, kinglets. I got uh, Of course, the, the titmice and the chickadees, they, they like seeds yeah, and, and they like suet. Too. But blue jays and the cardinals will come, too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. the list is long, and uh, they're really interesting. And so uh, you can uh, find all that, including probably that bird feeder that you were talking about. That's right. The Wild absolute. Birds Unlimited, the absolute bird feeders. So uh, go by and visit with them. It's at uh, Hebner and Northwest Military. Hebner and Northwest Military. I call them. The number is so cool. It's so easy to remember. 210 um <laughs> uh, Isn't that easy to remember? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Show us how easy that is. 210-479-BIRD. Look at you. 210-479. Look, I can do it with my eyes closed. 210-479-BIRD <laughs> for Wild Birds Unlimited. Eric is on the line. Calling from St. Hedwig. Is that right, Aaron? Eric? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is What's correct. going on? Hey, I've got uh, a friend of mine told me about a Royal Lee cherry tree. And I've wanted to grow cherry trees forever, but, you know, you can't really grow them down here. So I didn't no. know if that's something that's been around, that's new, or it's been around for a couple of years. No. I didn't know if you knew anything about it. Royal, you say it's royal, right? R- yeah. R-O-Y-A-L? Yeah. Oh, that's, and, a, and, that's an old variety of cherry. Okay. But so it, no it, it won't, it'll yeah. die here and won't produce here, just like all the others. Okay, so cherry tree is a bad idea for South Texas. <laughs> yes. Pretty much. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sorry because a few years back we did a pretty extensive experiment. <laughs> I fell in love with them in, uh, in Kansas. Sour cherries yeah. make the best damn pies you ever laid oh. your lips on, man. Plus, they make wonderful, uh, <laughs> they're very attractive trees, too. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so uh, that sour cherry was good. I never forget. Uh, I took at that time when my 
it's still my youngest daughter, who's uh, 40 now or over. And uh, she was little then. I mean, uh, real little, like uh, five or six years old. And we were out uh, picking out of the cherry tree out at the uh, horticulture farm at Kansas State, there in Manhattan, Kansas. And uh, we were picking cherries. And she'd eat, she'd eat some every now and then. She knew how to spit the seed out because you got a big seed. And uh, we looked down, and her dress oh, no. that she was wearing was full, was red. Yeah. And uh, we went down to, thought she'd hurt herself or something, went down and looked, and she was stuffing those chairs in her pocket. Little pocket. <laughs> and I'm taking these home. That's that lady <laughs> right there. Chairs. So I, I've over, I've tried I've tried chairs even in Tennessee, and uh, wow. not had good luck with them. They they've got they are susceptible to a lot of uh, bacterial disease. I guess bacterial leaf spot. Yeah, and they like acid soil. And, yeah, well I had yeah. acid soil in Tennessee, but it was still uh, didn't. I'm make sorry, it. Eric. No, no, no. You guys have led me down the direction I needed to go. Uh, <laughs> don't don't buy a cherry tree right now. <laughs> Maybe one day, but not two days. I, I don't think even I don't think Malburgers ever has cherry trees. Thank I hope. Can but, you? Uh, can you? I, I don't know how big a cherry tree is. I think they're pretty big. They can, yeah, they can. Well, they can. So get, you, uh, you couldn't do a containerized one. No, huh? there's no. A, uh, is there a miniature cherry? No. Oh. Uh, what's our, t- our A dwarf cherry? Mexican plum is close as we get to it. Yeah. I'm trying, Eric. I'm trying. It's, no, I hear it's you. an attractive well, Mexican hey, I got another attractive. one for you, though. Artichokes. Okay, which else? Are, they, are, are artichokes perennial or are they just annuals? They're perennial. Two, okay. Two years. Yeah, well, they're two years. Well, at least two years. Yeah. At least two years. Okay, yeah. so and put those pretty much in a raised bed and uh, don't let them get too wet. Is that about right? Yeah. Uh, we got an artichoke question, Trace. They, get, they get extremely big, <laughs> at least the ones we <laughs> grew, after after the after they go through a winter and uh, after they've been established for about a year or two. Those things are huge. And, in fact... When you plant it, we find a curvier was the best place, the best climate to grow them in. But uh, the people that grew them, they were really excited about them the first year or so when they got the artichoke. And like Trace was talking about, uh, I guess it was last week, uh, the flower. If you let it go to flower, let the globe go to flower, it is the most beautiful uh, thistle-looking flower you ever saw. And it's huge. Purple, right? Huge flower. Oh, wow. And like I was talking last week that it's a great thing to take pictures of bees and pollinating insects in because they get down in the flower and they have to come out. <laughs> and you can take a picture when they come out. Check oh, wow. in the... Uh Beanstalk, check, and the artichokes. Have, <laughs> do you already have artichoke, and you're wondering what they're going to do? Or, well, I was I was thinking about uh, trying to pick some artichokes up. Didn't know if uh, Millburgers had some, or if there's different varieties. I, you know, if you go to the store and no, buy them in a jar. Uh, Glo- globe is what we pretty yeah. much always get. That's your your best green globe. Yeah, 
Okay, that, Snowburger's got some. Does Trace we, know? We his, yes, uh, four-and-a-half-inch pots. We oh. historically will plant one in a whiskey barrel and actually let it go to bloom so people can see what it is. The unfortunate part is when it's blooming, they can't, they're not going to find any. Everybody's like, oh, my God, what is that? No. <laughs> they want to buy one. I'm going to get one too, Eric, so we'll have to compare notes. <laughs> and the, All right. I'd like to say to finish my story, uh, the first couple of years when it has globes on it, everybody's excited. After the second or third year, when that plant gets big, that damn thing has hundreds of artichokes on it. I could eat them all. Oh, wow. Well, wait a minute. Or did you eat the hearts? You eat the hearts or the leaves? Yes. Bite the leaves off. <laughs> uh, mayonnaise or a butter no. garlic sauce. On the leaves? I did the uh, use racks, the, I guess. Use your teeth on the on that, and then uh, yeah. you get down to the heart, and then it's just yeah. all, it's like candy. Yeah. How long do, you, do yours last, Trace? Uh, well, again, we, we let them go into bloom. So the bloom itself, uh, depends on the weather, two, three weeks. And then, yeah. And they don't look so great after that. But is, more than, that is it more than two, two years? We don't we don't yeah. keep it in there that long. So we grow yeah. it for the one season, and they get about, oh, maybe four foot, five foot tall. Yeah. Uh, we tend to only get about three blooms on it. But if we left them in longer, <laughs> I'm sure we would get Yeah, they get more. huge. That's, we, we grew ours in the ground. Up at, uh, I think we grew that down at We did uh, some experiments here, and I don't remember how many years ago, but. Uh, yeah. Be a good plant for the food bank. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. You think people know what artichokes are? I think they'd learn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, the amount of production and the and minimal care. Yeah, that's uh, true. It would be a great thing for the food bank. They're, they're, they're kind of, I guess they'd be in the cactus family almost, as far as water yeah, it's not much. It's a, it's a weed. Of, yeah, I mean, it's a weed. So, it's a so would you put one like I say, the and a big old tractor bloom. tire? Or would yeah, you put what? two? How many would you What's put it? in a big old tractor tire, like a you know, farm tractor tire? One or two plants? One. One. Right in the middle. I've heard stories of eight foot by eight foot, and I imagine they could get bigger. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're about a six foot round. Okay, well, thank you, guys. Hope Keep you your machete yeah. sharp. Now, Milton could just put uh, eight or ten in there and, uh, yeah, and figuring he's going to kill seven of them. Seven or yeah, six eight. or seven of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking up the nutritional value of artichokes, by the way. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Milton can kill an artichoke. That's what Trey said. I, I believe he's uh, I believe it's Milton proof. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a Add that to the list. Good source of potassium. Uh, 4.2 grams of protein. Wow, high in vitamin C, 25%. Uh, magnesium. So, yeah, actually. It's really good for you till you get to the sauce, whatever you use for the sauce. Yeah, the sauce is where you <laughs> suddenly can add fat, and uh, but that's what makes it good. Yeah, yeah. But butter garlic's good. Mayonnaise yeah. is good. My wife's used horseradish before. Yeah. Um, there's all oh, kinds that's of, a good idea. There's all kinds of good ways to, to do it. In fact, one, one of her favorite restaurants uh, actually like barbecues them. Wow. So they have a smoky flavor along with the sauce. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds good. Thanks, Eric. All right, Thank 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Did you hear us talking about something that you came up or you just wanted to? Uh, I heard Milberger, Jerry say Milberger, so I bet yeah, you yeah, right over here. So you just hightailed it. Uh, he wanted to know if uh, Milberger's ever gets cherry trees. 
Real cherries? Cherry tree. No. 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 Yeah. Every once in a while we'll get a, a cherry blossom, but we only do like one or two for the people that really just have to have them. Huh? Okay. Um, I, but apparently there's a new one. So one of the employees printed me something. I couldn't find it, but it was like a 300 chill hour cherry. So I was uh, I was interested, but huh. I couldn't find any. Where is it from? Do you know? I don't know. I threw it away after I realized yeah, I couldn't they, get any. <laughs> they show up. Something like that shows up about every five or six yeah. years. Yeah. Well, how many chill hours does San Antonio have? Five fifty. Oh, okay. So, how many? Five fifty. Oh, okay. Is it the chill hours that are impacted, or is I'm, it the I'm soil? Sure, I'm sure it's both. Yeah, okay. it's it's, um, it's the chill hours. Are okay. Important because it'll never it'll never bloom oh. or leaf out if it doesn't get the adequate chilling, okay. like the peaches and the apples and things. I'll look it up. <laughs> But anyway, uh, we all, we always try to grow things like we should. Let me see. I mentioned uh, a couple of, I guess it was last weekend, you had uh, had uh, sale items on there. We never talked about the uh, that flower that bloomed, the camellia. Yep, I had camellias. Mm-hmm. The, did they sell? About, they half, about half of them. Okay, are are any of them in bloom now? This is about the time they bloom. Well, these it? are all the fall blooming varieties, and they just had buds; they, they hadn't opened yet. Okay, so we'll bring the spring blooming varieties in in spring. <laughs> that makes sense. It does. So the the ones that you had had buds, but the buds never opened. Well, I only I've only had them for five or six days. Oh, okay. So the buds might open. Oh, these. these should yeah it looks it looks like you we would need the fall bloomers because it gets too hot and if uh, well the spring bloomers are still going to be like february march yeah <laughs> but anyway uh, and i always forget what which one's which but the sandank um always for japonica and something else there's two, yeah, two right. main versions of camellias and japonica the, i think is the word the uh the ones I saw, the, the most successful camellias I saw were in Del Rio, and uh, they bloomed in the middle of the winter. That's what we're having now. But uh, they're pretty when they bloom. You used to, uh, y'all used to bring them up here when they bloomed. Remember, about well, two years ago, <laughs> three we, years ago. We we probably didn't have Christmas trees at the time. No. I guess <laughs> we're 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 thinking of Christmas. <laughs> Christmas yeah. trees, wreaths, yeah, poinsettias. poinsettias, Christmas cactus. Um, how's in? Well, how about the boutique? Uh, uh, it's it's still pretty. Uh, lots of Christmas items. Lots of Christmas items. Okay. And, and we also uh, we also had some of our uh, like we had in the spring when we closed down the plant rental department. Mm-hmm. We had some Christmas plant rental department stuff that we priced uh, very inexpensive. Uh, so there's some really good deals in there right now. Okay, very cool. Um, and then we always talk about this, but you can kind of address it too, Trace, in terms of gifts and gifts ideas, just a, a gift card for Millburgers for somebody. Gift card. And our phones are, I don't want to say 100% working. All right. But, but they are better than they were. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, they're, you, still, they're still working on them. But so they can uh, still odds t- are we can actually answer the phone now. That's good. It's good, good for a business to be able to answer <laughs> it is. the phone. 
so they can call and uh, you'll and purchase it over the phone they and can. you'll send we'll, it out. We'll mail it off. Okay. Uh, and that allows them to get what they want for that person, that person to get what they want and, when, when and it's when available. They, and when they want it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. So if they want all rodeo tomatoes, this wouldn't be a good time so you can't get them. But when the rodeo hits, the mill burgers will clearly have them. They can they turn can around use and card. use that card for that, yeah. yeah. And the denominations start at ten dollars, huh? You know me, I'll take I'll take you. <laughs> but that little card costs like forty something cents. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. I gotta keep that in the mind too. So where do you get this this pinion pine wood from? Well, uh, I found a source last year, and he made me buy, um, I don't even know what to, how to describe it, bins, I guess would be a, a, an answer to that. And it came in, and I had to split it. Oh, so, no. Yeah. So um, I, I, this is last year's that we kept, well, we had kept it dry till the rain came. Okay. Um, and we split it up, and it's in stacks of 10, and if you've never... Uh, burnt pinion wood it's uh, it's a fabulous smell and you got to do it in a, a, a chimney or outdoor fire pit you can't do it in a fireplace and i found best results are not actually leaving it on fire you catch it on fire let it burn to get to some red embers and then you separate your wood and then it kind of smolders for our, for a couple of hours instead of oh. all burning up in the first 15 minutes okay hmm. kevin uses it on his uh his back patio. Yeah, I, I've heard it helps and, with mosquitoes. Yeah, and uh, when you burn it on a wooden patio, yeah, it'll burn longer. Kind of lose track larger. of the smell of the yeah. thing. <laughs> when there's, there's the a long as you're careful and don't burn the patio. Yeah, yeah, there's a story behind it. That's that where. Okay, yeah. that's where he's going. Yeah, that actually apparently happens. So it's like so it's like the turkey uh, <laughs> in the uh, deep fryer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. The uh, one Paul, Paul Cox Paul in Cox, on that deal. Paul Cox with me and my uh, <laughs> brother-in-law from South Africa. <laughs> and a day, day just like this, it was cool, you know. So uh-huh. we ended up going inside, and we had the chimney <laughs> going, and then you know, and uh, Mike extra sparkles. Uh, he says, "Yes, gosh, that looks beautiful. Uh, that looks like the fire is right outside the." <laughs> I said, "It is outside." Yeah. The the reason, yeah. <laughs> the reason I, I ask about the pinion pine is that I, I just wondered if it came out of Mexico, the wood. I, I don't. I guess it could have in the long run, but the person I got it from was yeah, uh, local. Guy. No, he, I'm trying to remember where it was at. Uh, New Mexico, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was out in New Mexico. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Uh, I always tease Trace about uh, pinion pine wood because. At one time, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, they were going to put pinion pines on the endangered plant list. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> but uh, they, they've they still got a lot of pinion pine forests in uh, Mexico and uh, maybe New Mexico, too. But uh, they were, they were but people in Texas were realizing that there are not very many pinion pine well, it's definitely Forest. not, it's definitely not as uh, inexpensive as it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember buying a, a bag for like ten bucks. And yeah, they have to bring it in. Like, it's not like that anymore. No. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got them on sale for twenty nine ninety nine per that, stack of ten. That's a regular price. So, yeah. Uh, now are y'all gonna 
I know it's expensive in there, but are y'all going to get the chimeneas going? And well, I thought about it, but Nelson has a problem with it. Oh, okay. So uh, I've got to think of Nelson's health, and okay, then. and everybody's got masks on, so I'm not even sure. Yeah, smell you much can smell it. it as well. <laughs> How about the birdhouses? Did you get some more of the uh, license plate birdhouses? There in? are some in there. Uh-huh. I can't. I can't really say whether or not we got more, but we do have okay. some in there, which is kind of cool. And he still donates the. He, he donates the uh, proceeds to the, okay. uh, feeding the homeless. Very cool. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Texas on 9.30 a.m. That's pretty amusing. You like that? Okay. What are you playing at? Is that White Christmas? Yeah. Uh-oh. Jerry's going to play that in Texas. Why? We've had we white, don't have a White Christmas. We've had close to White Christmases. Close to White Christmas? Well, like, like maybe it snows on December 18th <laughs> or something. Well, if you're a horticulturist. In the same month is right. Huh? If you're a horticulturist, you could be referring to... Uh, uh, scale insects, I guess. It could be, yes. <laughs> or uh, maybe white blue, bo- uh, white uh, pansies. There you go. Hey, uh, not all nature in your yard, as Jerry pointed out, <laughs> is stuff that you want. So right now, some of those squirrels or rats may be in your attic right now, or you may have activity with roaches, ants, or even termites. <laughs> So here's what you need to do. Now, don't call the folks at Wild Birds Unlimited so, uh, to get more of those things. You want to call Spider-Man, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, and they'll help you out with, to get rid of them, and you'll like dealing with them because they're going to look at things holistically. They're going to look at the whole situation, figure out what's going on, treat, and then work on prevention in the future. That's the attitude they take, and that's what makes them so successful. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control has been doing this since 1976. Warren Remy's a great guy. You'll enjoy working with Marilyn, too, over there, his wife. But give him a call and learn more. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. They have a wide variety of different methods they can use. They're going to talk with you and, and uh, tell you what works and uh, what they've had success with, whether it's synthetic or organic a chemical um give them a call spider-man termite and pest control 210-656-3721 or they're online as everyone is and that is at go spidermanpest.com go spidermanpest.com if he traps the squirrels in your attic yeah do you does he them? give you the meat I don't know. We'll have to ask him. Warren, Warren is a hunter, so he might appreciate that. That's right. He might take them home himself. When I told Warren that Calvin had deer in his attic, nah. he was very excited. <laughs> we were talking about critters in your attic, and you weren't quite paying attention. So we said, like, rats or squirrels, and you said, or deer. No. And I said, you've got deer in your attic? Nah. <laughs> Warren's over there a minute. He'll come He'll come get rid of those right away. Uh, yeah, I remember <laughs> Calvin got that big buck on the on the fence. Yeah. What was it, a 12-pointer or it was a big one? 
Uh, and that was, yeah, it was such a shame. Of course, and they, the deer doesn't co- cooperate. So you know, we're doing all this elaborate stuff. Not quite yet, Barry. Thank you. To, uh, and and get the wheelbarrow under him so we could lift him up a little bit. Uh-huh. And he flips that wheelbarrow up, and everybody's uh-huh. running, and the wheelbarrow. And all of Calvin's friends, me, myself included, was saying, you had a 12-point buck yeah. on a fence, uh-huh. and you didn't call us? <laughs> <laughs> well, then we... I think he was afraid to call you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had to get... Perm- uh, the, we got a police officer, and he had to get permission to shoot it. Yeah. And then... Well, says, it turns uh, out he had a record. Yeah. He had a record, didn't he? I'm being so, silly. Never mind. And he, uh, he says, uh, do you want this? And I said, no, I don't think so. And he says, well, don't worry about it. We'll just put it out. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, I got to the office, and everybody says, well, where's that deer? I said, well, it's still there if you want it. So we called it. It's gone already. So we picked it up. Yeah, that's a big deer. There are, I noticed there's a a few of them out there now that are that that big this year. Is that right? Yeah, they're. I hope they don't jump. Try to jump your fence, Kevin. No, it was a doe this last time that <laughs> jumped it. Yeah. That poor Tilly didn't know what to do with. <laughs> uh, they uh, had a sad occurrence this. Uh, I think it's Wednesday. I picked my last Satsuma. No. Yeah, it was good too. Oh really? And then the, you, the, did you the feel varmint, bad about the, the varmint, denying the varmint? Yeah. The varmint got 80% of my ah. crop, and it was a good crop, too. Is that, did and, it turn uh, out to be raccoons, or what was it? I think it was a raccoon. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, because I, I never could see him. I went at different times of the morning. I was going to shoo him away, Milton. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have a little chat with you. Did I say shoe or shoot? Uh, what's, uh. <laughs> we'll, we'll let the audience decide. I bet they could figure it out. But anyway, uh, what up? You got something? Oh, no, I was just thinking. I'm very concerned, Milton, that, uh, I know. that Calvin and uh, Neil are sharing articles mm. or ideas. Because Calvin writes that this week in the garden, he says, uh, this is an excellent time to plant shade trees. Trees planted now have an opportunity to grow a root system before they must face challenges of hot, dry weather. If you have limited soil to no soil, which is I have, uh, be content with planting smaller specimens. They will catch up and outgrow the plants in larger containers. And Milton says they're easy to dig the hole for. Milton or Neil? I said that. Milton. Yeah. (laughs) And then I look over here on Neil's articles, and he talks about, uh, let's see, somebody wants to plant, has a rural acreage, they need to plant privacy first. I want to plant some red cedars this winter. What size works best, and how far apart should I plant them to make a Solid green screen for my neighbor's land. And Neil answers, 
smaller sizes transplant much easier and become large plants much more quickly. All right. I like that. Yeah. Same thing Calvin wrote. Kind of. What did Calvin write? What? Well, he's, uh, Neil's learning from us. Yeah. I guess so, yes. Neil's, Neil's listening to the show to hear us criticize him and then pick, picking up well, information. I, I know quite often Neil, uh. Neil and I will get the same letter. Oh, really? Is that right? Oh, yeah, question and a question and answer. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, because uh, well, I just got one where they, where they had both of us listed, you know. Yeah. We, I love your guys' articles. And, uh, and <laughs> that's oh, that's cool, because I see you in the paper and they write both of you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they, uh, we're sitting on the porch here right yes, in front are. of some Nandinas. And uh, Neil got a question. He said, I have several Nandina plants. One group had great berries, but the others do not. What might be the issue? And Neil says, there are many kinds of Nandinas, and only the standard, old-fashioned, heavily bamboo Nandina, and a slightly shorter type called Compacta, produce berries reliably. So you may have Gulf Stream, Moon Bay, or one of the other types that bear fewer fruit. And also, uh, says maybe the barren plants are not getting enough sunlight, or that you're pruning them too often or incorrectly. That's a, that's a probably an, an interesting thing about Nandina. Uh, my daughter and son-in-law just went through this deal. They had the house repainted. And they had to cut out on Nandina. And uh, they were asking me how to prune it. And I told them, to the ground. Just cut it off to the ground. And uh, but that's I, I think that's about the only woody plant like that you do that away. And uh, what you do to shorten the plant is uh, pick, the, pick the tallest stem on the Nandina and follow it down and cut it off at the ground level and go back and get the next tallest until you until you bring the, the high ultimate height that you want down. And I've done that to their plant uh, several times and it it's, wants to grow back. It grows back in a hurry. And uh, Calvin was talking about uh, the uh, taking down the uh, prune off the stem, take the, the opportunity to prune off the stems of hackberry, mulberry, and other unwanted seedlings in your shrub beds and fence line. And we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, did the uh, stump uh, cut vine and stump killer work in the winter? And it does. But uh, like I said, uh, because they've lost the leaves, you need to have somebody there. Once you cut cut the plant off, to immediately paint that little stem, because the stem after you cut the top off don't have any leaves. You can't find that stupid thing if you it's do always, four it's five. Amazing! I I said surely I can just four. <laughs> yeah, them right. And then I said, where, where'd they go? Where was this thing? <laughs> But they're little, uh, especially those hackberry things. 
I've got some now coming out from under my uh, floor fuel pond holly that's now five, six feet tall. Uh, and uh, I haven't cut them off yet, but I, the important thing is to cut them with that, uh, apply that cut vine and stump killer to the fresh cut immediately. And it'll keep them from re-sprouting. If you just break them off, they're going to re-sprout. All right. I hear music. We hear music as we're beginning to wrap up the show. But, hey, well, come on out and join us tomorrow. It's going to be a nicer day, sunny in the 60s. Uh, so come on out and visit with us. Lots of folks out here. Uh, still lots of trees, but I've seen a lot of them go home today. Uh, but you can come on out and uh, select lots of great things to choose from, poinsettias, Christmas cactus, Christmas trees, living Christmas trees, and more here at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. On behalf of the docs, thanks to Barry back at the station doing a great job. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. See you tomorrow on 930 a.m. The Answer.